This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Welcome to this LinkedIn Live with my buddy here, Daniel Gomez. And we're going to be talking about confidence. How's your confidence as we deal with this global zombie apocalypse pandemic? We're going to talk a lot about confidence. Daniel Gomez calls himself the confidence architect. So, Daniel, what does that mean? I mean, I'm, I'm a simple guy. What does the confidence <laughs> architect mean? Man, confidence architect. Well, the confidence architect is someone who builds up businesses and lives. And one thing that I realized when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer three years ago, Mark, is we think we have it all figured out. But there comes a point in everybody's life where you're going to lose your confidence. And confidence is just a belief system within yourself, within a higher power. And for me, that's God. I draw right. The, the word of God says that God is my confidence. God is my strength. And for me, it's just a belief that you can go out there and accomplish and do what is in your heart and follow your dreams, right? Too many of us, we lack the self-esteem. We lack the the, the self-ability to really go out there. And, and one thing that I've seen, especially going into doing my executive coaching and some of these corporate boardrooms, Mark, you know what I see a lot of? And okay. and it's, it's mistaken as confidence, but it's a false self-confidence. And you'd be surprised how many business owners, how many people in leadership, executives, have a false self-confidence because one thing is this is when somebody walks into the boardroom and they're the first ones that want to speak, there's something going on there. That's not good. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good point. And you know, I, when I was growing up in high school and college, I had very little confidence. As a matter of fact, as some people who've been following me for a while know, I never wanted to do those oral reports in front of the class. I would be trembling. I would be shaking. I would be sweating. And something after college switched, and I became a person who can't shut up, as is evidenced by my 612 podcast episodes over 400 interviews there. Now I'm live on LinkedIn almost seven days a week. And I just have it on my heart to help as many people in my case be more productive as possible. And, and so it's interesting how I had very little confidence when I was growing up. Now I have a lot of confidence. I wouldn't say I'm cocky. I just want to help as many people as possible be better versions of themselves. Sounds like you are the same thing. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, this is that everybody, like put it this way. At some point you need to be losing your confidence. I'm going to be straight up with you. Too many people that are arrogant or their, their ego and their pride gets in the way. Oh, I'm, I'm confident. Well, that's hogwash, right? Because if you if you never lose your confidence, that means you're not growing, you're not progressing. And you always have to be putting yourself in a situation, in a state of mind where you're always challenging yourself. And Because change is inevitable, right? Change is inevitable, but progress, progress is an option. And many people, they hit a certain level of success, whether it's in life or in business, in their relationships, and they stop progressing. And if you're not progressing, you're never going to challenge yourself to build your confidence to a new level because you'll have the competency at that level of success of that level of business. And I'm going through that right now, right? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to the next level, right? That's, it's been amazing. We've had a tremendous growth during this COVID. But the thing is that I find myself, myself by starting my own podcast at Daniel Gomez Inspire Show out of nowhere, God blessed it to where it was one of the top 200 podcasts in the nation on Apple. It's like, wow. But I didn't know what I was doing at first. And let me tell you, you ask yourself, is anybody going to show up? Yeah. Though that doubt, that fear shows up. But the more episodes I did, the more competent I became. And then my confidence grew. But I'll be lying to you if I told you that I was 100% confident that I could even have one and run it just to, to make it last. Because most podcasts, they quit with before 10 episodes. 
Yeah. What's interesting is I remember when I started the Mark Stachewski podcast back in July of 2017, it was all because Gary Vaynerchuk, I heard him say something in the spring of 2017, say the future is voice and audio and everyone should start a podcast. I'm like, well, I listen to podcasts, but can I start a podcast? And so what happened was, is I went to this website no one's ever heard of called Google.com. It's a fascinating website. You type in, how do you start a podcast? And I got like a billion <laughs> responses. And I said, well, you know, I used to be a radio DJ back in the day, a top 40 radio DJ, a talk radio DJ. And I'm like, I could probably start a podcast. So what I did is I just bought a microphone. I plugged in my computer. I found out where to host my web, uh, my podcast. And I just started. And, 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 and like you, I'm like, is anybody going to listen to this? And the first month, I only had like two episodes, I think the July of 2017. I had 125 downloads. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, 125 people listen to me? Now, I know I listened to, I downloaded two of them. My wife downloaded two of them. But who are these other 121 people? I was just fascinated that people wanted to hear my message. Now I'm way past that. But to your point, it's like, is anybody going to show up? But they did show up. It's interesting when they reach back out to me and says, man, you really changed my life. Man, to me, it's, it's not about the downloads. It's about how many people's lives I'm changing. Yeah, and, and that's what it's about. So so going back to, to what you asked me is, is confidence is something that you build as you build up the competency. And one thing that I realized is the more, the more confident you get, sometimes complacency sets in and you, and you just you stop growing, you stop progressing. And at that point, at that very point, when progression starts, you start regressing and you start going backwards and you start getting lazier. And and, you don't, and this is the thing is most people ain't even aware of this because what happens is just think about this right now. Think about all the businesses that are not doing good right now during COVID. Well, it wasn't by, it's not by accident. They're not doing good. It's not all of a sudden COVID showed up in their business or failing. No, they already had the symptoms there. They just felt to, they just failed to analyze them and realize them and, and acknowledge them, right? Because yeah. acknowledgement is the first key to really growing and going to the next level. You have to acknowledge and self-assess your business. And you have to self-assess yourself as the owner of your organization or as of the leader. If, if you're the, the leader of a, of a dealership, if you're the leader of a real estate agency, if you're the leader of a printing company, it doesn't matter if you have five employees, 10 employees, 100 employees. You have to give your people a vision for the future because where there is no vision, the people perish. And most people, this is this is a problem, is, is we put, how can I say it? We put a demand on people because one thing that I realized is I do my confidence coaching, my executive confidence coaching is most executives, they have a scarcity mindset, right? They have a scarcity mindset. And what I mean by that, they have a fixed pie in the sky mindset that that makes them within themselves insecure. So they're always micromanaging and they're always being that helicopter boss, right? We heard of helicopter moms and I always use this analogy because everybody can relate to a helicopter mom helicopter mom but mm-hmm. it's funny how many people in in high level positions are, are helicopter bosses right they're just helicopter vps ceos coos it doesn't matter cfos because they're insecure and they think their intellect right this is one thing that i've learned is instinct will beat intellect any day instinct mm-hmm. will beat intellect any day because i can guarantee you and I'll challenge anybody on this. There's many people in Harvard. There's many people in Stanford that are professors. And they know a lot about business, right? Supply and demand, the X's and O's. But they've never gone out there and opened up a damn business by themselves. And they want to tell you how to run it. But how are you going to know how to run a business if you haven't had a sell in a month? If you've lost five customers in a day? If you've never experienced that, how are you going to know what to do? you got to be in the fire to know what's going on. And most of these people are preaching and talking about business. And you got people in that teach it and teach it and teach it, but they 
they've ever been in. If you've never cried in your business, if you've never spent a day in the after, in, in the restroom crying, say, you know what, I'm going to give it up because, man, this is too much. If you've never had that and you had to build that resilience within yourself, you don't know what it's like to be in business. And you can't lead other people to get you out of this funk that we're in with COVID. Yeah, and I will tell you, I was stunned. I think it was about six or nine months ago, I read an article somewhere that says a lot of the Fortune 500 companies now won't even hire MBAs because they have such narrow thinking. They were taught A, B, C, D, E, and that's it. They Fortune 500 companies, like I guess Facebook and Google and uh, Apple are among them, they want people to, number one, have failed and rebounded and they can think outside the box. So whenever someone says, yeah, I'm going for my MBA, I'm like, um, what is your long-term goal? Because a lot of companies don't want MBAs because of what you just said, they have narrow thinking. They've never experienced failure. And so how are they going to be able to produce for you if they are, you know, going by, well, I learned this in school and this is the way it's got to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, it's kind of like this. It's sad, but true what you're saying. They're too smart for themselves. I didn't understand it. I'll never forget when I was younger, I used to work at this corporation and we used to do interior landscaping. And this gentleman came in, had a lot of knowledge with interior landscaping, had his degree from LSU, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was, I mean, this was probably about 20 years ago, maybe longer. And I would, I would look at him and he was struggling at what we were doing. And I would be like, how is this guy struggling? Right. Cause I didn't have, I didn't understand it at that, at that time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he goes, dude, he goes, how do you do it? How do you get all these all these new accounts and how do you talk to your employees and your team is thriving? And I said, I don't know, man. It just, it comes natural, I guess. And I would think to myself, how can you not do it? Right. But I learned at that moment in, 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 in that season of my life as a young leader, that it's just like, man, he has all this knowledge, but he can't communicate it. Hmm. And at that moment, I realized that communication is key to your success in life. Communication is key to your success in, in business. And he had LSU golden. I mean, just say golden globe of LSU, whatever you want to call it. But it's like, it was useless because he couldn't communicate it. And I've seen that in so many people that have all this intellect that have all this knowledge. And the biggest lie that we've been told is knowledge is power. Knowledge is in the power. It's the communication and the activation of that knowledge. Cause you got to communicate it to activate it. If you can't communicate it, ain't nobody going to know what the heck you're talking about. And yeah. that's the problem so many people make right now is that in business and in leadership is that they're, they, they don't communicate the right way and they're communicating to their language. Just like me and you, Mark, your personality is different than my personality. So if I come in here speaking my language and you don't understand my language, but I keep continue speaking it, you're like, this dude doesn't get it. It's not that mm-hmm. I don't get it. I'm just not speaking your language. And so many of us, we don't communicate the right way because like you said, our intellect is too much. How it's, it's our intellects like this and our visions like this. Yeah. So Daniel, let me ask you this question because one of the things I see as a productivity coach during this COVID thing is a lot of people are actually losing more confidence because they're spending all day long, either watching the news, which is absolutely horrible thing to do, or they're binge watching Netflix or playing Fortnite and all that. And because they're not doing anything in terms of personal improvement, their confidence is actually suffering, but they don't know it's suffering because they're not conscious of it. They're watching TV all day long. But when you watch TV, your confidence doesn't get emboldened. It gets weakened. Is that a fair statement? Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day. 
get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. That's a more than a first time. And I'll, I'll challenge anybody. I'll, I'll ask this question. Who on LinkedIn, this, all the, of all, everybody on this platform, who has watched TV all week, the news all week, and come out feeling better about themselves <laughs> watching the news? No one. Because yeah. it's all negative. It's not. Yeah. It, it it it's not informative like it used to be. It's yeah. manipulative, right? It's not informative. It's not. It's not the the news of 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 yesterday. It's it's the it's just junk that they're trying to instill fear in us. And this is a true fact that most people don't realize. Because what happened back in and when nine eleven happened, the medical industry and people got a hold of it of this in in pharmaceuticals. Drug use went up like oh ten percent, thirteen percent. Right after 9-11, right? Since 9-11, if you go back and you follow it, pharmaceutical sales have skyrocketed every single year, every year, right? So then they've said, well, if we instill fear, they'll buy more drugs. Yeah. And look at our country. Look at how, I mean, it's a sad state that we're in, but it's reality. Half of our country's hooked on some type of prescription drug. And, and prescription drugs, is just this is, this is a true fact, you know? From from opium, more people die from opium. I think I don't know what the exact um, stat is, but I, I, and and I'll, I'll hold my feet on this. Is I think it's over thirty times more people die from opium than they do from heroin and cocaine overdose. That's pretty wow. sad. That's yeah. that means that that means that the prescription that I'm getting it's killing me because we're because we're not going to the root right to the root cause of the problem. We're just putting a bandaid on it, and yeah. it, it's sad. So to answer your question, the news knows this. They know this, so they're putting more fear, more fear, more fear, more fear, and our drug use is going up higher and higher. So you got to, you have to detach yourself from news. You have to detach yourself from even, even. I'm going to go as far as this, Mark, because one thing that I heard from, from from Brian Tracy when I was man, this I heard this from Brian Tracy almost 30 years ago. I went to his conference here in San Antonio, changed my life. He goes, you need to make your vehicle a university on wheels. Yeah, Zig Ziglar called that uh, automobile university. Yeah, and and Mark and 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 jeez, uh, Brian Tracy said, "Make your car university on wheels." And ever since then, I stopped listening to the radio. I listen to something that's going to add value to me, and it's amazing how much just knowledge and wisdom you gain that you're able to apply because it's edifying you, building you up. So even yeah. music nowadays, like, and, and 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 I might go be going off the subject here, but I want to talk about this because that's why our younger generation is so lost because they're listening to this crap of music. That is talking about, you know, this and that that doesn't serve them. And look at that. It's programming their mindset and they don't even realize it. Well, I will tell you, first of all, I'll get to that statement first, is I only listen to Christian music when I go running. It's Christian hip hop music or I listen to Christian music in the car. I don't listen to this other thing. I can't stand talking on radio, so I don't listen to radio anymore. It drives me nuts. But I want to go back to what you said about drugs, because, you know, everyone seems like every time I talk to someone, I got ADD, ADHD, and you may have it clinically diagnosed, but I'm 55 and I grew up. There was no such thing as ADD. Okay, I think it was a discipline problem. And I'm convinced to this day that far more people are being lazy and go, oh, I can't pay attention. I want to go. They go get the test. They get past, They get diagnosed and they're on medication. It seems like everyone right away goes toward the drugs. And I don't think drugs should be your first step. I really don't. I think to your point, I think this society is way more medicated than it needs to be. And big pharma. Well, let me just say this. You know, we have a lot of things going on with COVID right now. 
And some people are saying that there is a vaccine or there's some kind of medical thing that's already out there. But Big Pharma, who's got trillions or billions of dollars in the game, they don't want a medicine already out there. They want to make their billions. So I'm convinced, and this is going to sound like a conspiracy theory, I believe that whatever we need to do to, to quell COVID is already out there. But Big Pharma doesn't want you to take that because they wouldn't make as much money. That's my feeling. I have no proof on that whatsoever. But I just, I just, I just think Big Pharma is a really huge lobby, and they're going to make this vaccine. And a lot of people are already saying you're rushing it. Do I want to take it? And so, I mean, that that really has nothing to do with the podcast. That's just my my feeling. Up to yeah, you. Yeah. Well, well, I'll just say this: is that you you made a good comment about because I think it, it it goes to leadership and it goes to business. Is um you know we we uh we label people with ADD. And we need to stop labeling people. Everybody, and going back to what I said, when you really understand people's personalities, when you really understand that everybody is distinctive, everybody's unique, right? In, in my Facebook group, Distinctive Syndicate, it's called distinctive because everybody's unique. Everybody brings a trait. And I'm not Mark. You're not Daniel. And, the, and this is the biggest problem. To help people understand this is that, is that we, all, who has a, we all have, say we have children, like myself, my kids. I have two daughters. But even though I have two daughters, I father both of them differently because they're both, they're both unique to their own personality. Mm-hmm. And when you label somebody as ADD, it's just saying that you don't know how to communicate. You can't connect with that personality. And it's easier for you to put a label on something than to grow yourself. Let yes. me say it again. It's easy for you to label somebody to put them down because 75% of our thoughts are negative by human nature because it's a negative world. So it's easier to label and judge somebody to make you feel better of your own securities. Because the reality of this is, is 98% of us, we have a scarcity mindset. And the thing is, if you have a scarcity, and people think of scarcity mindset just as money. No, it's, it ha- of course it has to do with money and business and finances. But when you have a scarcity mindset as a leader, that means that you micromanage. And that means as a team, you always want to get the attention because you you don't want to you don't want to share that. So it's easy to label somebody as ADD or something else because it makes you feel better and it makes them feel inferior. So in 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 in, in essence, you're exalting yourself, right? And that's the worst thing you can do because pride comes before the fall, Mark. Yep, absolutely. And 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 going back to just right confidence, you have to have confidence to stay in your lane. You have to have confidence in who you are and what you do. Because in your uniqueness, like I said, and being distinctive, it's time that we stop listening to everybody else's labels that they put on us. And every day, like you were talking about TV, we turn on the TV and we think we have to fit a certain persona, a certain image of what somebody else wants from us. No, just be yourself. Like people tell yeah. me in business, man, you talk about your faith too much. I'm like, well, then I'm not your, <laughs> you're not yeah. my customer. Simple yeah. as that. There's yeah. enough, there's enough clients out there that, that, that need my message, that need my coaching, that need that. And, and this is, and this is, this is true. Most executives that are very successful are the most emptiest because their spiritual life is dead. Yeah. And no I, amount, I and I, and, and, and I've experienced this myself because the moment that I thought, man, I'm going to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. I'm going to be happy when I have a quarter million dollars in the bank. I'm going to be like, Wow. And God allowed me to see that. Okay, you think you got some money in the bank now? Let me let me um let me let just let you go through this little season and see if the money's gonna make you happy. And it's amazing that whether you have a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, a quarter million, whatever you have in the bank, a million, it's not gonna satisfy that emptiness in your soul because 
this is one thing is, is when your soul is dry, your leadership is going to suffer because, and, and if you're, because when your soul is dry, right? This is the thing is, is, is there comes a time in your life as a business owner, as a CEO, as a CEO that is that your title, it's not going to save you. Mm-mm. You're going to be put in a predicament where your title is not going to save you. And that's exactly what I went through, Mark. When my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer three years ago, it didn't matter if I was the GSM, GM, million multi-millionaire. It didn't matter because that title didn't save me. God said, okay, dude, let's see what you got now. And I was put in a situation where title and money, and believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm all for success. I'm, I'm, I'm all for going out there and, and earning millions to give millions, right? But there comes a time where God will put you in a situation, doesn't matter who you are, to show you that your title can't help you. Yeah. I remember for the longest time, I was obsessed with money. And, and God kept talking to me and said, it's not about the money. Now I have a very big uh, goal, financial goal. And now I have a why attached to it. My mom has late onset Alzheimer's. She's a three-year-old trapped in a 76-year-old body. My why is to pay for full-time caregiver for my mom and dad. That's my why. Just pay the bill and pay off all my parents' debts and have a full-time caregiver go in there. And when I, when I finally came up with that, God says, okay, now that's something that you can get all this money for to help your parents. Because they helped me when I was brought me into the world. Now I have a why. A lot of people, they want to make million, two million, a billion. And like, what's your why? Because to your point, if you don't have a why, what's all the money for? If you have a why and you want to help people, you want to you know, help this group of people, you want to help less fortunate, whatever the case may be. If you have a big why, then the money is okay. But if you just want to have money so you can collect boats and planes and trains and all this other stuff, is that a why? I don't know if that's a big enough why. I can't speak for someone else. But my why is really crystal clear. I want to help my parents because they helped me and supported me my entire life. Well, the, the thing is just in business, if, if, you, if you think about I, I think about, I think about one of my great mentors in, in, in business is Mr. Vada and his why, right? He's a multimillionaire, but he always gave. Mm. And the thing is, this is, 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 there's nothing wrong with the houses. There's nothing wrong with the cars. There's nothing wrong with that, right? We need to receive that. We need to receive that because we're ambassadors of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's okay, right? Think of King Solomon. King Solomon was the richest man in the world. It's not a bad thing to be wealthy. So I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is when you have the wealth, the wealth solves the problems. And in 08, when the economy crashed, there was businesses all around us in the automotive industry and dealerships. They were laying off hundreds of people every day for many days. Mr. Vada did not lay off one person because wow. he, he, he had the wealth stored up to carry the payroll when business wasn't coming in. And I praise God for that because he could have cut our pay easily. As, and as managers, he said, you know what? You're going to be on a guarantee. This is fair. And so it was more than fair. It's like, we're not, we're not making the gross, but I'll never forget that. And that's what holds me and, and reminds me that says, you know what? Wealth is a great thing because money within itself is not a bad thing. That's the biggest thing that religion taught us is that money yeah. is the root of all evil. No, it's not. Money is neutral. It's neither good or bad. It's what you do with it. Yeah. And like you're saying, when, when you're the leader, if you have a business owner and you have a hundred employees, you want to have that access, excess stored up because there might be a season, right? We, we forget that life is a series of seasons. Right now we're coming out of fall. It's Labor Day weekend. Seasons 
are going to come and seasons are going to go. And the problem with too many business owners, too many CEOs is that we get stuck in a season <laughs> and we never move with the season. Yeah. And that's the biggest mistake that we make in, in being leaders of our organization, of our business and leading people. hundred percent. Uh, Daniel, why don't you, for, you know, what was the final thought you'd like to leave everyone who's watching this with they can take away and really penetrate their, their subconscious mind with it's time you change your core beliefs. It's time you go back and really assess the value system you have for your life because the world is changing. The world has changed. COVID has, has, has shown us that just like that, you thought you had whatever power you had and, and I can do this and do that. And you can't cause the whole world shut down. So what is at the core belief? What is the value system of your life? We, me and Mark have just talked about that money titles ain't going to save you. So the question is, what is really going to save you when you need it? Because the truth is this is even president Trump, right? I'm not a big politician. I'm not even going to get into politics, but I, I, I will tell you that it, it brought me great joy, Mark, when I heard president Trump say, God be with us. Because our country needs God right now. This foundation was built on the Constitution was built on the word of God. The Constitution was built. That's why they, that's why they left England. And we forget about that. We mm -hmm. forget about the Civil War. and We forget about the wars that we fought for our freedom. And, and people died for us to have freedom. But we've abused the freedom that we had. And now we're in lockdown. And many people are realizing, man, they take it. I took all this for granted. Yep. So right now in your core beliefs, what's your value system? Like what's your value system? Because what you value, it's going to manifest in your life. And if you don't manifest and you don't do this shift right now in life, in business, in your heart, then your business ain't going to make it. I don't care who you are. Hmm. Because right now the old has passed away. It's a new season. You need a new vision for your life. So this is a quote I'm going to leave everybody with, Mark. Nothing, nothing is carbon stone. You can change anything you want if you want to badly enough. The question is, how bad do you want true happiness, true fulfillment? And this last one is a big one. True peace in your heart. Mm. Because you can't buy peace. That's something that we can only get from our Heavenly Father. Excellent. Daniel. Thank you so much for being on this live. Thank you for sharing your heart with us and your insights. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you for having me, sir. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.